This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, welcome to IntelliCast. Thanks for joining. How about that music, huh? This is season four, episode 37. I love when we get really high in the numbers because I know it's getting towards the end of the year. Yep. So thanks for joining. Um, this episode brought to you by EMI Research Solutions. You can reach us at IntelliCast at emi-rs.com. Follow us on Twitter, EMI underscore research or IntelliCast1. And you can text us or leave a voicemail at 513-401-5463. Brian Peterson, how are you? What's going on? I am doing good. Um, I cannot believe that we are near the end of October already. This, I don't know about you, but October seems to have flown by more than any other month this year. Yeah, there's like, what, 70 days left this year? That's it? Um, yeah. Which is ridiculous. Yeah, it's fine. After next week, I'm taking the last two weeks of the year off. It's literally, I have six weeks left in the year after next week. It's yeah. Great. Yeah. Current events. The only thing I did you see the new Ohio license plate? The debacle of the current of the new Ohio license plate? Yes. It's the worst. I would encourage people to Google it. There's so many things wrong with it. It's almost like one of those remember those things, cartoons back in the day that said find the six things that are wrong with this or don't match. Yep. That's what this is like. It's like it is I don't understand how this even happens. But um, it's the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. It seems like maybe it was outsourced to maybe someone either not familiar with the Wright brothers or the Wright flyer or someone not from Ohio. And the approval process was awful. I think it was a kid. <laughs> All right, I'm not going to badmouth a kid, but let's be honest here. There's some adult approval process that failed. I don't know, oh, I'm almost joking. I think it looks like it was done by a kid, a child. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so that's weird. Um other than that, I have an election in 10 days, and I'm focusing on that. That's my – I only work like one day the next week and a half, so. I know. Well, you were off a good chunk of the week before. You yep. came back for this week and yep. then are gone again next week. Yep. Um, yeah. Got to win that election, man. Yeah. So if listeners are wondering why we've had an uneven release schedule this month, now they know. Yeah. We – yeah, took some time out. Yeah, some weird. It feels like we haven't recorded an episode in a while. Well, just you and I. No, I think it's been probably a month. Oh my gosh! Wow. Yeah. Time, man. So, um, well, cool. Let's get some news. All right. First up, coming off of the last time we talked with Jason on the podcast about Nielsen, they have combined their streaming solutions into a single measurement suite that now encompasses the ad-supported and subscription-based models across content ads and platforms. Um, For me, I think they should have done this a while ago, but better late than never, I guess. Yeah, um, 
not too critical of this, but you know, the article says over the last year, they've tripled the sample size of its streaming meter homes. And it's across, they've added connected TV ad inventory from Samsung and Vizio. Uh, They already have Roku, Amazon, Hulu, and others. And so they say they have measure 75% of the CTV media spend and 87% of total video digital spend across computer, mobile, and connected TV. That sounds pretty good to me. Um, I know they're getting kind of killed on it. Um, They're also rebranding two of its stream measurement solutions. So there's kind of a lot of Nielsen news. We'll get to some more later, but um, this seems like a a good thing to do. Nielsen's obviously the leader in this. And yeah, they should have done it much sooner, but I I, I bet it's challenging to kind of make all these deals with these, these um, companies. Yeah, probably. It just seems like, particularly with COVID, you had a lot more people streaming. I mean, think of all the ones that have come out in the last 18 months. You now have CBS All Access rebranded as Paramount Plus, which is all Viacom CBS. You have HBO Max out there, Disney Plus. I mean, think of these are some big heavy hitters here. Yeah. Peacock. I mean, there are so many now, it's hard to keep track of. Yeah, I'm just going to get cable. I'm going to go back to cable pretty soon. You are? I mean, it's just too much. I don't need like nine subscriptions. I'm rotating them in and out at this point now. When there's something we want to watch, we'll rotate one in. We'll keep it around for a couple months and rotate it back out. Um, But yeah, good. good. I mean, I think it's good, but I'm not sure if the investors and what their stock price is doing, but I think it's good. Yeah. Uh, Next couple stories are around Momentive, formerly known as SurveyMonkey. First off, Legion Partner Asset Management, an investment company who has invested in Momentive, is calling for the potential sale of the company and is, quote, threatening a boardroom battle if the company does not engage in a sale in a meaningful way. What do you think about that? Fascinating. I love this kind of news in some ways because it's exciting. We don't often get... Um, boardroom battle uh, in one of our headlines. So I'm excited about that. Um, it reminds me of Secession, which is just came out this week and I'm watching. I love that show. Um, kind of interesting. Um, wrote a letter to the ladders board urging it to hire a banker in review with addressing what it describes as underperformance, which it blames on poor governance, oversight, and the inability to take strategic action to drive stockholder value. That's pretty. That's a pretty strong shot right there. Um, pretty interesting. Um, an investor presentation mentioned that they could fetch as much as $40 a share, and it was trading at $20 yesterday. So they clearly think it's way undervalued and going to demand some change. And so I expect some... Typically, when these things, when this happens, when it's public like this, some, you know, something will happen soon, absolutely, to try to drive that stock price up. I don't know if that's layoffs or being sold or breaking apart the company or some sort of something strategic with what they're doing, but something will happen with momentum. I mean, almost a right. Shame, right? Right. Yeah, it has to. I'm wondering here if maybe they just want to get their profit out at this point, but don't want to sell at the current price. Because, um, Honestly, as we've read the news over the last year or so, every time there's been a like earnings report press release from Momentum, it's revenue increased 30% year over year. Yep. So, but always hit if you have to read a little deeper into those, it's always been, yeah, but we lost money. 
Yeah, still not profitable. Lost money. So yeah. they're not profitable. So I kind of get that. And they want, I think, be it since they are an investor, I think they're getting tired of waiting to see the return on their investment. Right. Um, you know, a lot of these, you know, for, you know, for a lot of companies that aren't PE backed um, and public, you know, that growth would be amazing. Um, you know, 10%, 15% growth is awesome. And they're talking much higher than that. But when you're a tech company and you have all that money coming in, um, I think you want to grow just exponentially, you know, so you want to grow by 200% a year. Um, so, I mean, I kind of get it. I think their growth, because they've been on that 30% growth for a while. I think it's more of the fact that, yeah, the revenue's coming in, but the profit isn't there with it. That even after they're in the hundreds of millions of dollars of revenue, they're still not profitable. Yeah. So I think that's probably why they're pushing for that change. That's like, okay, you've got the growth now, but now you need to be the profitable portion. And if you're not going to get it out of your operating cell, because I want my money. Right. Yep. Yep. Well, on the second story from Momentum, and this one came out just a couple days after this, the one about Legion Partners, is that they have announced some new integrations between its Get Feedback platform and Salesforce, as well as Slack. What do you think? Um, pretty interesting. Um, I did like this part of the article that I read that 87% of CX professionals cite customer feedback as an essential component of building engaging experiences of all buyers, blah, blah, blah. Um, disconnected channels can hamper teams' ability to gather and act in those insights. And so kind of can homogenizing Salesforce, get feedback and Slack it hopefully should address this. It's kind of interesting to, to see how this happens. I, I would expect that this will make some improvements um, by, you know, out, automatically gathering feedback and, you know, hopefully they can respond quicker and things like that. Right. Yeah. I, I think they're just trying to get integrated wherever they can. Cause you, I, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but the get feedback portion is more of their employee feedback yes. platform. Correct. So yeah. yeah, I can. This is those are perfect spots to get in there. You have a lot of companies using Slack, particularly being virtual now, and then Salesforce. I mean, number one CRM in the world. That seems like a no brainer. Yep. All right. Next up, Alita has raised twenty million dollars in Series D funding, which it plans to use on future mergers and acquisitions, as well as expanding its product roadmap. This article really bothered me mainly because I had forgotten that vision critical had rebranded as Alita. And I think the vision critical brand name is another awesome brand name. It means something to me. Um, like vision critical stands for something, right? Yeah. Alita. I have a friend from college named Alita, but I don't know what Alita means. And I think it's too cute. I could barely get beyond that, but good for them uh, for a Canadian firm to get $20 million series D. Um, so you know, we'll see what happens there. Um, good for them. Yeah, same here. <laughs> Next up, YouGov has acquired Resonance, a tech business that operates its proprietary free wall ad format. YouGov says the move will allow data collection at, quote, an unprecedented scale, turning hundreds of millions of consumers across the world into potential zero-party virtual YouGov panelists. So, let, before I, I know you probably have some good comments on this, but I do have a question. Yeah, isn't this essentially like 
them buying this, it's just an ad. Couldn't I just place an ad on Facebook and do the same thing? Um, I don't know. Maybe. And just say, I'm targeting everyone in the U.S. Hit post. And it just, yep, it's just however much I want to spend. Yeah. I didn't think about it like that, but maybe, yeah. So I I looked at it as... I think it's a good press release in that they talked about unprecedented scale turning hundreds of millions of consumers into potential zero-party virtual panelists, like what you mentioned. But yeah, almost anybody can say, hey, we we can get them and um, we're, we're going on um, Google and we might we have access to billions of people. Um, but yeah, I think it's a good move. You don't hear about YouGov a ton. We'll see how residents, which is spelled stupidly, by the way. Uh, I knew you were going to say that. With a Z, um, we'll see how how strong they are. It sounds like a good, sounds like a decent um, acquisition, though. Well, we know where YouGov really focuses their time on in the type of study, so I'm wondering if this is kind of gearing up for this upcoming election cycle, perhaps, because you know midterms coming up at least here in the U.S. next starting next year, not counting your county election that's coming up in two weeks. Correct, but. You have midterms, and that's it. that can be kind of their testing ground to get ready for the next round of presidential in 2024. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. But it's always good to like have a press release about expansion. I think that's now's a good time to do something like that. Always now's a good time, no matter when it is. Yeah. So on our last two stories, I'm going to reverse the order on them here. So oh. first up, NPD Group was a – the was acquired by private equity firm Hellman and Friedman, and they acquired a majority stake in this, but left the chairman of the board and the current CEO with a minority stake. What do you think? Um, it's interesting. You know, I had a conversation this morning around all the money kind of coming into marketing research. I think the investors just see the value of our industry. And I mean, MPD Group is a historic uh, brand in the industry. So the acquisition is a pretty big deal. Um, we'll see what happens as always with these acquisitions. I, I, get a little, I get a little scared of what will happen because I think NPD is one of those companies that um, just because of the historic nature of it, and they have such a good brand name. We'll, hopefully they don't mess with them too much. Yeah. Um, so we'll, you know, we'll see. It's a mar- certainly a market leader. Yep. Eighth largest market research company worldwide. So that's that's kind of a big deal. It is, yes. So in our last story, and I really wanted to do this one last because I think it's going to spur some conversation, is and this one has been all over, not just market research news, but just the news in general for the last couple days, in that Facebook is rumored that is going to rebrand and change into a metaverse company as part of that it it reading through the multiple different stories on this it sounds like they're going to do what kind of google did some years back where facebook is going to be one of the operating companies and then they're going to have an umbrella company so like how google is the child company to alphabet yes but so i read this it had no i'm sure if someone knows what a metaverse company is, please let me know because I spent a half hour Googling this. Yes. And I got a lot of, I'll call it techno gibberish. Um, 
it seems totally made up. I get meta in a movie and TV context, but I don't understand it in the in this tech type of content. So what I found was essentially made me think of a Tom Clancy series back from the late 90s, NetForce, where essentially the kind of premise it was protecting the internet, but in it, it was set in the future where when you went to the internet, it was almost like the Matrix where you actually went into it in like virtual reality. Yeah. And that's kind of what I think they're going for. I don't know. What do you think? I have not thought about this nearly as much as you. Um, it's interesting. I don't know what meta. I don't know what any of this stuff is either. But I think that I don't know who the Verge is even either. Who like is the is the company that kind of reveal kind of like breaking the story? Um, They're a tech so, news cut site. Okay, There's, the name change is closely guarded secret at the moment, and not even all senior leaders have knowledge about it. Um, I think that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, so they reached out to Facebook for a statement. They had no comment on rumor or speculation. I don't understand it either. I don't. I still don't understand the the Google move, um, Alphabet. I don't understand it either. I mean, there's probably some legal reasons to do that as as companies expand that they well, they want to do stuff like that. But I, I don't know. This doesn't make sense to me at all. I got the Google one because, okay, by that point, Google owned YouTube and you had all these other things they're reaching into. You had cloud computing, you had virtual reality, you had gaming, you had this, 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 and this. Well, you can't run it all under Google. So it, part of to be able to separate that a little bit and run them as separate companies under one, Yeah, I, I kind of understood that one. Do I like the name Alphabet? Not really, but whatever. Everyone still is going to call them Google. Yeah. But Facebook, they, they mentioned in the article, like if they were to go through this rebrand, Facebook would just be one of the brands. And this metaverse company thing is a Mark Zuckerberg like pet project. That's it's closely guarded. I don't know if this was for all we know, he's the one who leaked this because um, yeah. of all the bad press Facebook has been getting. I don't know. Let's call it for the last couple of years. Yeah. So. But. What I found, what a metaverse company is, it doesn't sound like anything I would want to do. Yeah. And maybe that's just me. So what it is, what is a metaverse? A 3D virtual world. So what Facebook's metaverse is saying, it is a, a set of virtual spaces where you can create, explore with other people who aren't in the same physical space as you. Is that not just virtual reality? I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, maybe, maybe you and I are just showing our ages on this. Maybe, <laughs> like my kids are going to be like, "Oh, Dad, you're too old for this." Yeah, we right. get it. And maybe right. I'm getting to that point. I don't feel like I am, but maybe I don't know. Right. So, if so, if any listener has a better take on this or knows what the hell. Facebook is talking about, please let us know. I did. I am looking at this now. Um, some people think that the Google alphabet thing was a, a little bit of a flop, but from a financial standpoint, their stock prices quintupled since the change. So it's, you know, it was that long ago. We, we, they were one of the first trillion dollar companies and now they're, I think they're a $2 trillion company. So 
that, that could be you know, an arms race of some sort. This is a, a method of getting there. Yeah. I mean, between Google and Amazon, they have more money than they know what to do with. Yes. So, and maybe Facebook's looking at that and like, hey, we need to do something different. Because just thinking of the last stuff they've come out with, yeah, they own, um, they have the like the virtual Oculus. Yeah, that's okay, but it, I don't think it's been a hit like they thought it was. Their like virtual reality glasses aren't that aren't a hit either. So I think they've had a lot of misses, and they're looking for that next home run. Right. I I did also want to talk about the Nielsen rebrand. That's another new story. Yes, go for it. So Nielsen unveiled a new brand identity a couple days ago and reflecting the company's transformation and focus on the global future of media. I actually kind of like it. If you look at the logo, um, it's kind of cool, especially when they talk about it. It looks like a play button, which kind of goes with you know how you rate things and play with media and things like that. And also, the cool thing I thought about it, these, the logo has like a little subtle N in it. And I thought that was kind of cool. And then, they, you know, they go on with like marketing mumbo jumbo around what the colors do to, and, you know, it's diversity and richness and, you know, movement upwards and blah, blah, blah. But I really like the new brand identity. I think it's kind of cool. It makes sense rather than changing your name to something stupid. Just to kind of rebrand. Yeah. And um, so I liked it. Yeah. And honestly, you didn't really set that up very well because – you have we have talked so many different rebrands on this podcast that yeah. you have disliked. Yeah. This is one of the minority ones that falls into the category of you that you do like. Yeah, and that's really what I wanted to talk about. It is that I'm not just always negative. Like, this is a good move um, from Nielsen, so I wanted to I wanted to call them out because I think this was smart. They didn't overthink it. Like it, it's cool colors, a cool little logo. It's meaningful. They didn't overthink it and do something radical. And so good for them. Good job. They have a new brand purpose statement and completely new branding. So that's a lot for a giant company like Nielsen. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I And I think this has probably been in the works since they made that, probably even before they made the decision to kind of sell off Nielsen IQ. Yes. So this has been probably a long time coming. You think Absolutely. it's probably simple. I've been part of that. Yeah. It rarely is. It normally takes like eight months to a year. Yeah, yeah. I bet this so, took a long time. You're right. Yeah. So, but hey, good job, Nielsen. All right. I, that covers all of our news. I only had one other item, and that was more of if anybody missed our webinar yesterday, hitting the target best practices for screeners, it is available on demand now. The link will be in the show notes. Yeah, and it was actually pretty short. It was um, less than 30 minutes until we got to the Q&A. The content itself was less than 30, and then there's, I don't know, seven or eight minutes of questions. So uh, Mary Draper, um, myself, Tony Brown, and producer Brian, um, I thought it was pretty cool. As we see a lot of screeners that are just poorly written, we thought we'd do a webinar about how to improve them, and we showed some um, examples of some poor ones that we've seen. Um, so, yeah, download it. It's free. That's the best part. It's free. Yeah, and don't close out before the Q&A. There was... We did get a few really good questions that made, like, Mary was jumping on top of all those because, honestly, of the three of you guys, she probably sees the most of that kind of stuff. So she had answers for most of it. Yep. Well, cool. Is that it? That is it. 
Well, cool. Hey, thanks for listening. This is a short one. We'll be back soon. Uh, if you have any show topics or ideas, please let us know. And have a great day, weekend, uh, fall. Uh, thanks for listening. Bye. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.